Loreheads, and welcome to The League, exploring the League of Legends lore from A to Z. My name is Rebecca. And I'm John. And I'm Mark. Uh, and today we are talking about the nine-tailed fox, Ari, who has substantially more lore than A.A. Trox. <laughs> <laughs> yes, she does. <laughs> um, Ari was released... I want to start doing this now, talking about when they released, because yeah, that's fun. Yeah. December 14th, 2011. Oh, wow. Yeah, she's coming up on her nine years, almost. That is probably shortly after I started playing. Oh, wow. It was probably like, well, I guess it was probably closer to a year after I started, but. Yeah. Still? So Ari, um, on the universe page, she has her bio, like everyone, and then she has three short stories attached. That's kind of what I dug into. John went hella deep. <laughs> we went to the wiki. <laughs> There's a ton of alternate universe stuff on that wiki. Yeah, so when we started doing this, I was really interested in, I would like to know the basic lore for all the champions. <laughs> and John decided, I would like to watch everything that they're in, read everything that their name is in, just absolutely anything. Mark, where did you fall on this scale? I feel like I'm kind of a happy medium. I, I definitely... Okay. I definitely read some of the alternate universe stuff. I did not care for it, or I just wasn't very interested. I will find everything that is in Runeterra with that champion's name on it, and I will scour it. But when we start getting into, like, and we can talk about this when we talk about that, I guess you and I, John. <laughs> like, when we start being, like, in the real world, and it's just them, and it's, like, an entirely different character, almost. And I, I kind of fall away from caring that much, because I don't, I don't know. So mm. I can yeah. see that. Yeah, I, I, it sounds a lot like it's just kind of fan fiction for yeah. the lore, which is fine. And I do like fan fiction. And if you, you know, had had dug into Harry Potter fan fiction back in the day, which I did, <laughs> it was funny that so often there are alternate universes of like they're just normal people. There's no magic, <laughs> <laughs> and it kind of sounds like that's what this is which is an interesting turn yeah but she's still a fox woman and, and it's like yeah. they're, Wait, they're, in, they're yeah. like liberty there's like the statue of liberty but ari's still like I, it's I, still a fox oh it's still okay. a fox lady yeah they were kind of like, <laughs> eh, whatever it's fine there's magic but just them <laughs> just add the statue of liberty that's the only thing different is yeah. that the statue of liberty exists <laughs> now one of my favorite things about this ari lore is that it starts out with what I would consider a Riot lore meme that I'm just so excited that they put in here, and I don't know if it was an intentional nod to the meme or whether they didn't even realize they were doing it, but the opening line is, Ari's origins are a mystery, even to her. Now, there was a, a huge thing back with old Riot lore where just about every other champion was like, they have a mysterious past that nobody knows anything about. <laughs> And uh, <laughs> presumably, I thought one of the goals of the, the rewrite was to get rid of all of those. And I like that they kept this one in, although I'm curious if they kept a lot of them in, in which case I don't like it as much anymore. <laughs> but, but <laughs> I'd be surprised. I didn't actually know that. That's pretty funny. That's a real lazy man way <laughs> of being like, they got a story, but who knows what it is? They Use don't. imagination. Yeah. Yeah, I called it video game protagonist amnesia. Uh, it was the very yeah. it's literally yep. the first note in my notes. It's like, oh, really? Okay. Uh, is is this a thing in gaming? Is this like a mid? Yeah. Like the a mid protagonist 2000s. wakes up in a yeah. town, no idea. Oh, All you know is that that town is for sure going to get burnt the second you go to do any sort of quest outside of the town. <laughs> well, those are just I 
feel like in particular jrpgs that's yeah. all that's all video games oh that's fine. all you play yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're the only games out there all right so i think john wants to do uh, a kind of a bit of a summary on ari's bio and then we could start talking about the short stories sure and i'll super quick do her old lore they didn't change a ton mm. but the yeah, old I, lore is basically yeah. just ari was a fox who stumbled on a dying mage in a battlefield and consumed his essence and then became a sexy lady. <laughs> and she found she could maintain this and become more powerful by absorbing more essences. So she used her powers of sexy ladiness to do that. <laughs> Real quick, do you think if she had absorbed the essence of a sexy lady, she would turn into an old an old wizard man? Ooh. Or a sexy man. It's a just the opposite of whatever she absorbs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting fan theory. Let's write an alternate that universe should be the about alternate it. Universe. <laughs> Old man Ari. <laughs> or sapphic Ari. <laughs> Would read both of them. <laughs> now the new lore, uh, Ari absorbs the essence of a dying human. They left that bit in. Um, but she she wasn't a fox. She was born a Vestaya, which we'll get into what that is in a little bit. But um, she was just raised by foxes, uh, Arctic foxes. Um, she, but then she found a dying hunter, uh, absorbed its essence, and that let her learn how to use human words. So she used this power to charm humans with hallucinations of deep longing. Mm. Uh, the downside is that she experienced the, all the emotions of her prey as they felt them, which on the one hand was pretty cool because she was getting to experience love and, and excitement. But on the other hand, since she was consuming them, it was also a lot of fear and regret. She kind of felt bad about doing this, but she found if she didn't, she grew really weak. So she had to kind of keep consuming people to keep her power. Eventually by consuming people, she learned of the existence of more Vestaya like herself and set out to find them. In her travels, she falls in love with a human artist, accidentally kills him, and then goes to a witch to have the memory removed. She gets cold feet halfway through the process, and uh, she still has some of those memories. Was that in the bio? That was, that was an in the alternate part of, uh, you know, it, it was in one of the short stories, but mm-hmm. kind of pertained to her history. So I yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> That's Ari. Yeah, I think she also took people's memories or something like that as she yeah. consumed their yes. essences. <laughs> Um, how did we like the bio? I, I also, I had read that old lore, so there was nothing really surprising to me here. Um, she also has two, uh, stones, which we'll talk about, gemstones, or sunstones, what are they called? Sunstones. sunstones. Yeah. yeah. Um, she's had them her whole life and doesn't really know where they came from. But I liked her bio. Um, I get kind of annoyed when champions are always, just always so sexy. <laughs> <laughs> and by that I mean the female ones but if you give me um, a good explanation or reason for it I don't mind and Ari is one of them she doesn't need to sound like she's having like an <laughs> orgasm when she dies oh man that was why I love that I'm gonna try and find a better orgasm sound because I, I think that might be the best in the game <laughs> I was gonna do an impression and I was like nobody needs to hear that right now <laughs> Uh, but, you know, if you go on the wiki, they have all of her sounds on there. You can listen to her death sound if you want to hear what a nine-tailed fox sounds like in the throes oh of orgasm. God. I was throwing all four of them on at once, and it was it was interesting. <laughs> all four. It was, you're having an it was immersive. Immersive. <laughs> I remember, do you remember a video that came out that was, like, 
change or bleeping out certain words that champions said to make them sound dirty. Mm. Oh yeah. And then they did Ari's death sound, and we're like, they didn't need to change no anything. Edits necessary. No edits. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, um, yeah. How do we, how do we feel about the bio, her her story? I liked it. Uh, I actually hadn't. I don't think read the new stuff for Ari. So um, the old stuff was very just kind of like more one note. So I, I liked the changes. It's not like they added a ton of complexity, but it was enough that I was more interested. Yeah, yeah. I would I would completely agree. I mean. Ignoring the, uh, like I said, video game protagonist amnesia at the start. It, <laughs> you know, it. I, I like it more than the old one. I like her kind of being an emotional vampire, um, for lack of a better, you know, better kind of phrase. <laughs> uh, I was curious because I thought they had kind of described some of the, you know, when she's actually taking the essence as having, like, seemed almost like an intoxicating effect. I was kind of worried they were going to go into a really clumsy, like, substance abuse metaphor or something. I mean, who knows? <laughs> Uh, they didn't. So I, I, I thought it was it was more. Uh, it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. I guess. <laughs> the bio's fine. <laughs> um, so there are two short stories um, that are from Ari's point of view. One of them is called "A Fair Trade," and the other one is "The Garden of Forgetting." And they're both by Rayla Hyde. I think her name was H E I D E. I think it's Hyde. The other short story connected to her is Edward. How do you say his last name? Santa. Santangelos. Santangelos. Thank you. That sounds right. Yeah, that sounds right. Uh, Vestaya Field Journal. I don't have the author on that, and I'm very disappointed because it was a delightful little read. I loved it. I yeah, I I liked her short stories as well a lot. There was um the writing I felt was a lot stronger than A. A. Trox's. Um, for sure. But the journal was very quirky, and there's a lot of pictures, and it was like what you'd stumble up pawn like in the world of skyrim or something <laughs> like some kind of weird journal yeah it was very good it, it struck me as kind of like a, a very posh british person like a nigel thornberry <laughs> in his field journal <laughs> yeah um in it the edward i guess is just the guy right yeah um he's trying to figure out what the vestaya are um he does discover they're the result of Ionians uh, who are fleeing the Great Void War, and they paired up with, quote, intelligent shape-shifting creatures, unquote, and they spawned the Vesta... Ves- Ves- God, how do you say that? Vesaya? Oh, Vesaya? Vesaya. Vesaya sounds... Yeah, I bet you it's in Zaya's quotes. Oh, I bet it is. <laughs> uh, yeah, I t- there was like I wish I had li- written down the line, but there was a quote being like he didn't know if their joining was you know spiritual or physical, or more physical, <laughs> but, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but they did create the Vestaya. <laughs> and I did dig into after kind of reading this, I did dig into the Vestaya a bit more to get a bit more detail about their backstory because I was pretty sure they had more of a history that that wasn't present in in this short story specifically so i have a, i have a little bit if you'd like me to share oh yeah sure yeah long ago a war between the mortals and a race of titans from the skies shattered the lands and then some enlightened mortals used the power of the spirit they took the power of the spirit realm into themselves and became uh vestice ray okay. which are deathless shapeshifters oh now they stayed around the mortals and fucked Oh. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, thus the Vestaya <laughs> came fuck to be. Fuck the mortals. They didn't just, like, fuck around them. <laughs> yeah, they fucked them. <laughs> so they're, like, demigods in Percy Jackson. Kind Pretty of. much. <laughs> uh, and I, I put a note 
based on your thing too, current Vestaya don't like to talk about the logistics of this fucking. (laughs) (laughs) Why not? They make a lot of money. They would. (laughs) Now, each region kind of has their own forms of Vestaya that they're acclimated to their specific climates and conditions. Um, And it's mentioned that they're not an individual species. They're more like a phylum. Mm. Um, So above a class, but below a kingdom. So an example of that would be like a mollusk which are part of the animal kingdom, but they include like cephalopods, gastropods, etc. So they're basically like any collection of classes that share a certain trait. Hmm. Um, yeah. I also wrote down a quote that I really liked from this story. Uh, the journal or the other the journal. story you found? Oh, go ahead. Yeah. It was a very, uh, you know, it was a very dent- gentlemanly thing when he was disrobing to get into the pool because mm-hmm. he found he found a pool basically and he was like oh, i'm gonna take a bath in there because i smell a real bad yeah he'd been living in the woods trying to study the vestia yeah i call him a runeterra bagpacker Ooh, very good <laughs> which is kind of what he was right <laughs> Mm-hmm. that that trail trash <laughs> he says i paused and disrobed after checking to make sure i was alone a gentleman never forces his own nudity upon others <laughs> So take notes, gentlemen. <laughs> so ladies, dick pics not I was welcome. Say, next time you get an unsolicited dick pic, you just send that quote to them. <laughs> you need to read a trail journal, friend. Edward would never behave this way. You sick fuck. <laughs> oh, there's one in there I loved where he he does a a pacifist dance, a dance of like non-aggression. And I don't know the full quote, but the specific line: "My patellas are positively pristine." <laughs> I had to like quote that out. <laughs> it's really, really cute. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he um, mentioned a lot of different Vastaya and calls them right. Um, kind of refers to them as Chimera for an, a little bit in the beginning, which it sounds they're similar. So there's otter people and what other ones? And there's pictures. There are these yeah. adorable pictures that go with the journal. Yeah, yeah, they had the snake, the snake creature that he initially met, um, oh, yeah. or at least that had the snake scales. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was like a, almost like a monkey kind of. Yeah. Yeah. And then he had met the the pig one. Oh, right. Who could actually turn into a pig? So Ari can turn into a fox, can't she? Probably. Or had she been? I don't know. There is. I think she probably technically can. Uh, I th- I think she was hundred percent as... in spirit blossom lore. She can. Yeah, mm. <laughs> I think in the beginning she was living as a fox. Ari is in this in Edward's uh, field journal. By the way, he catches her bathing. I, they don't really meet though, aside from that. And then his pig friend warns him to beware. <laughs> yeah. The bathing lady. <laughs> the bathing lady is very dangerous. Um, one of the other stories is called. Um, We'll go with, let's go do the garden one because John, you'd kind of mentioned that one already. So the garden of forgetting that one, uh, Ari goes to a garden in hopes of forgetting the man that she loved and killed. This one confused me a little bit because like, did she kill him by accident or was he dying already? I was very, I didn't quite catch what was happening. I'm pretty sure it was by accident. That was kind of the read I got. Like, I think, um, he had walked in on her kind of draining someone else but still mm. loved her and i think he the the impression that i got was that he asked her to drain him like a little just like i want to kind of see and then she kind of lost control oh i don't i don't know if you got a similar read on that mark I, that's interesting <laughs> i really like the idea of just like yeah let's try it fuck it like this at some point <laughs> spice things up 
Um, I got most of that. I that that little last bit did throw like um about. I don't know if it's clear to me, or at least it wasn't clear to me, how uh, it ended up that she had killed them. It was seemed like it, yeah, it was accidental. But what was the inciting incident to me? I I didn't quite find. Um, yeah, yeah. I wish that was a little clearer. But otherwise, I I did like it. Do we know who this painter is? By the way, is he somebody mentioned in the lore? Not elsewhere that I'm aware of. not to my knowledge okay I, I was wondering I'm I was like is like Yone a painter I don't <laughs> remember is he the person she killed I don't know no he died a different way okay he yeah, has his own yeah Yasuo killed him okay Spoilers. we're not gonna know their story for many 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 moons actually you technically will because Ari is in the story that talks about how Yone died oh okay is she really well, I tried to look through some of Yasuo's stuff but I I didn't spot her offhand yeah, it was the uh, the Spirit Blossom tale where oh. Yasuo goes to the Spirit Blossom Festival to talk to Yone, and then at the end of it, he goes to Bilgewater, and Ari is on the ship to Bilgewater as well, and they go to Bilgewater together, where they make a duo appearance in the Ruined King trailer for the upcoming video game, <laughs> single-player game that uh, Riot's putting out. How cool oh, was Jesus. that shit? <laughs> that thing was Very so cool. cool. <laughs> I don't know, I really like that. John really dug deep. Yeah. I just I wanted read to story. follow the path. <laughs> I just read the story about the garden. <laughs> I mean, I like I said, I kind of skimmed through that Spirit Blossom story. I didn't I saw her mentioned in like the uh, the tale that was kind of being told. Um I didn't realize that she actually showed like you know kind of shows up there. I need to I need to reread that then. Yeah, they they don't ever mention her by name in the story. Um she is basically a traveler and in uh, with auburn eyes who stays at the inn that um, that those people run. And it's also kind of implied that she is probably going to feed on the Noxians that showed up in that town. Oh, dang. Oh, Let me check that out then. The other short story in the universe page is called A Fair Trade. Uh, in that one, Ari learns that her gems, or sunstones, were created by a name I can't pronounce, but I'm going to go with Yamello. Yeah. <laughs> Yamalo. Yamalo. It's kind of like Lamau. Emlo? Emlo? Emlo. That's kind of what I thought, yeah. Emlo. Like Eames, maybe. Yeah, you know, like Emlo. We'll go with Eames. I like Yamello, personally. I like Yamello, too. Right? Yeah. Note, note to selves for future ones. We'll try and find quotes that mention these names and see if we can get the pronunciation. Yeah, it's hard. Like, it, it's hard to find pronunciations for stuff like this because yeah. they're not really in-game very often. Um, I did like this story. Uh, Ari gets kind of like, she's at uh, some kind of, I don't know, market or something, and there's a woman there who does readings, and she kind of lures Ari in. She poisons Ari. Was she going to steal the stones? Is that it? No, she was going to cut her tails off. Oh, that's right. Oh, my God. She was going to cut off just just one. one. Just one. She's She's going to cut off one of her tails, um, but Ari uh, wrecks her shit. Well, she doesn't kill her. She lets her live. But (laughs) Here's some things I loved about this story. Go ahead. She specifically tells Ari... Now you look like you have a dark and mysterious past. (laughs) Uh, I liked that a lot. Uh, I also like that the fortune teller gives this cryptic warning about, like, who knows whose food is going to be poisoned. Yeah. And then Ari still just straight up just takes a drink from her and drinks it without even checking, which clearly is poison. (laughs) 
Well, she's saying it to a crowd. That was a cute little bit of foreshadowing. I imagine at that point, Ari likely hadn't ever met a match for herself, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, I doubt she rarely comes in contact. Um, one thing I liked about these stories is that you actually get more out of them as opposed to the AA truck story. It was just a short about something that we already knew from his bio, but this was all new information. It was a continuation of her biography. Yeah. And that was much better. And I hope the others are like that too. Yeah. I mean, I think it gives her, you know, the dark, mysterious past, notwithstanding, it gives her a much more actionable, (laughs) clear goal. And here's a clear hook. And, you know, and like, you know, and, and, and it's like, oh, we can figure out the mysterious past later and make that hopefully, you know, meaningful. But for now, here's a really clear, like, thing that you are looking for, right? And it's measurable, right? Success. Yes. And it's more interesting to me than Aatrox's, I just want to destroy everything <laughs> uh, goal. Because, like, I think they're all going to end up with some kind of goal. But that one's a little lazy. <laughs> And another thing I I liked about this, it's never explicitly said, but it's kind of implied just by the, uh, I guess, environment. Um, She she absorbs a memory from this lady of about her stones, basically. She sees a man with eyebrows resembling butterfly wings gambling a set of golden yamello stones um, in kind of a tavern-type setting, which... Again, never explicitly said, but I kind of got the feeling was probably in Bilgewater, which I thought was a nice, there's kind of like a nice direct path of like, okay, she's looking for information. She absorbs this memory. She decides to go to Bilgewater um, on that ship. She meets Yasuo, and it's kind of like connecting all of the uh, disconnected pieces of her lore all together, which was pretty neat. Yeah. 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 Um, again, I, like I said, I thought that this might have been, I, I mean, honestly, Field Journal was my favorite, but in terms of setting the character up to have something to do and that makes sense, like fair trade for sure, right? You know, I, yeah. You know. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> the garden one, we get more on her her past, I guess. But the, the killing her lover thing, not interesting to me. I'm going to yeah. be honest. Yeah. I found that aspect a bit more cliche and less interesting, I think. Yeah, like, I don't think there's going to be any threads there for down the line. Like, I I don't think that anything in that story is necessarily going to impact any of her future stories. So, yeah, it was, it didn't, it didn't mean as much to me. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, uh, the fair trade one was substantially more interesting as far as putting Ari forward. I imagine it's really hard because you say they're connecting champions (laughs) champions <laughs> their characters in a way that moves them all forward there's so many of them so i think aa trox is one that kind of fell off perhaps because <laughs> they can't pick up all 300 and something and <laughs> and bring them forward at once i don't know sure. maybe we'll find out though it's enough it's something you can kind of put on a, a you know a board somewhere and say you know what we'll figure this shit out later it at least makes <laughs> sense for now right i will it's say true. like little things about the story i so they included a picture of the two stones fit together at the very end of the story and what i had in my head was way more complex and way more intricate and i was a little <laughs> i have a little sad face where i wrote the lines. <laughs> oh, oh i thought it was gonna be like funny. two really complex things that fit together perfectly but they should have had the picture at the beginning mm. yeah knocking mm. our hopes up <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so one of the things, too, and this is kind of jumping back to the journal story, just because I remembered that I wrote it down. Uh, one of the things that's mentioned in that story is the Navori Brotherhood. 
which I had never heard of before. Um, oh, that's right. I feel like who and okay, so at the bottom of that story, or or one of them, Zaya and Rakan are linked. Mm. Are they connected to this at all? Uh, I think they're just connected because they're Vistaya. Oh, oh, that yeah, like so Wukong. Gets all I didn't there. realize uh, that. Yeah, mm. Wukong, probably oh, Ramus. See Wukong. Okay. Yeah, anyway, those two were. But yeah, what was that Brotherhood thing? Do you know? So I looked into it. The Navori Brotherhood is an extremist group from Ionia that's looking to militarize Ionia to fight the invaders kind of following the Noxian invasion of Ionia. Um, now they are uh, Aurelia, and this is kind of jumping ahead a bit probably, <laughs> but Aurelia had kind of led the defense against Noxus, which was already kind of more militaristic than Ionia was known for, um, but the Navori Brotherhood is incredibly more militaristic, and I, um, Aurelia is not doesn't take a hard enough stance for them. So they they want to essentially militarize Ionia, and they are willing to kill pretty much anyone who gets in their way. So oh. yeah, that's they, a little bit about the Navori Brotherhood. <laughs> you know, it's interesting because you you two both don't play Legends of Runeterra at all, right? No, I used you played to. a little. I haven't bit. played any of the recent expansions. I haven't. I haven't played that much recently either. But I played it when I was playing it. I was playing it for a lot. And when I saw that name Devori, I was like, "Those are cards. I know what those guys are." It's like <laughs> those guys are like brigands. They're like thieves or something. It's like, yeah, I, awesome. Okay, so that was a, a neat thing to be like, oh, okay. It made me actually go and look through some more of the Ionia cards on Legends of Rune Terror to see if there was anything that would kind of. You know, trigger an Ari memory. There wasn't much. You know, I was just gonna say, should we talk about Ionia? To like Rebecca, like how much of a sense of Ionia do you you know have? Um, none. I know a lot of champions yell it a lot. <laughs> I think Leona does. Leona yell Ionia. Ionia. Probably I think she's yeah. from Targon. Targon. No, one oh, of them. Oh. One of them yells it. <laughs> um, all the the ninjas are all yeah technically from Ionia. Okay, yeah, and normally I know Riot breaks it down and like that. Karma, which is maybe where you've heard of it, because I know you play oh, a lot of Karma. Oh yeah, Karma probably says it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so we could talk about Ionia, Ionia, I- Ionia, <laughs> Ionia. You I know it. it's Ionia, uh, but my Ionia. mouth is like that's wrong. <laughs> Right, you got you got any fast facts you want to hit us with, Mark? <laughs> well, I was gonna say, John, I think you kind of captured the big, the big to do, which is that Noxus showed up. I guess that the one of the big shticks because in watching there was a dev uh, little dev blog about Ionia, which was really they dropped a lot of like insight in a little five minute video. I was like, man, it's good. Uh, but yeah, I, I mean, I guess the deal with Ionia is that you know a loose confederation of islands uh, had been. The subject of other attacks before because they don't really have a standing military they've got like local militias things like that but the land itself being so so I, ionia's big deal also is that it's like they call it the first lands it's where magic is really really powerful and there's like this really sheer um or very thin uh, what am i trying to say thin divide between it and the spirit world um so there's magic kind of throughout the land the land is alive and you know does whatever so the land in all these previous invasions would kind of just deter people in a way that was like very pacifist no real violence on the part of the ionians uh the noxians of course ready for that shit uh so like you said uh had to mount this big stand right um but yeah so then you've got ionia kind of standing in the wake of this invasion with the uh the kinku sorry uh, not the kinku the uh fuck i wrote down kinku twice what are they called the we just talked about Navori, right? Navori, and then also the Order mm-hmm. of Shadow, Zed's boys, um, kind of stand on that one side of we need to 
we need to take this magic, we need to make weapons out of it, we need to, I think, yeah, unify into a single, like, nation state rather than, you know, this kind of loose confederation. And then you got, like, Shin and the Kinku Order um, kind of sitting on the more pacifist traditionalist side, I guess. Does that sound right? Yeah, it's like the Shen Akali and Kenan. Yes. Oh. Yeah, they're the part. They're like the main. Are they like the main folks in the Kinku Order? Like they're the very specific like titles within that. Is that right? Yeah. They. Um, God, and I forget. It's the whole what? thing. <laughs> like the Eye of yeah, Twilight. Ken- Kenan's like, the Tempest. Yeah, Heart of the Tempest. Uh, Heart of the Tempest. The. The OP. God, I forget. <laughs> the OP Shadow yeah. Assassin. Akali. <laughs> Yeah, I forget the other ones, but um. But well, yeah. we're gonna learn more about him next week. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's true. Yeah, yeah. Collie's next, huh? Mm-hmm. Oh, perfect. Ties right <laughs> in. <laughs> it's interesting that the that Ionia is known for its magic, and that the ninjas come there or like from there, because I wouldn't have put them together so much. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's yeah, just my they're own very personal. <laughs> big in. So the ninjas are very big on the concept of balance, at least the Kinku order. Um, okay. So they're very big on staying staying out of conflict and just kind of maintaining the balance of nature and spirits. Um, they they kind of they very much kind of have a uh, like an avatar vibe to me, mm. like <laughs> connecting our realm in the spirit realm and trying to stay out of conflict whenever possible. Yeah, um, one day the the Noxus nation attacked. You know. Yeah, everything changed. <laughs> everything when Noxus changed. Attacked. It's kind of written like that in the like the Ionia region little short. It's kind of written like that, I'll say. Or maybe I'm thinking of some other story, but it definitely comes across that way in in yeah. one piece I read. God, I'm pretty excited for Akali actually because she has some hella cool cinematics. <laughs> <laughs> now you 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 I I think rewatched all of the cinematics that had RRE in it, yeah. Did yes. you learn anything? Um, not really. A lot of them were because I, I think Ride has technically said that all cinematics are canon, but a lot of the cinematics are also just fights, yeah. um, <laughs> like on the Rift, um, including a lot of the Ari one. She's pretty heavily featured in a lot of the fighting cinematics, but she is in some non-fighting cinematics too. She's in the the one that we talked about with uh, Yasuo and Yone, and that actually pushes her backstory for it a little bit which was pretty cool she's also the majority of the cinematics you'll find Ari in are the alternate universe ones so just to go over real quick all of the alternate <laughs> yes. universes that she is a part of I mean Ari Man. is one of I would say Ari is one of the faces of League yes. there's maybe like 10 or so and Ari is definitely one of them so I think that they push her yes because she and and I think the reason for that too is that the nine-tailed fox is a big part of um Asian culture, I think both Chinese and Japanese and Korean, um, various forms of it. Um, And that is where the majority of the League of Legends audience is. So Ari was a big hit. (laughs) So she has become a poster child (laughs) for League of Legends because uh, the majority of the audience connects with her. Yeah, she's, um, I know she's cosplayed a lot. If you ever go to any League event, (laughs) you're sure to see an Ari. (laughs) Yeah, and she has a lot of skins to choose from. Yeah. (laughs) So these are the various universes that Arya is a part of. So she's a part of the Spirit Blossom universe, um, which is actually a little... It's kind of confusing because part of the Spirit Blossom universe actually exists in main league canon. Like the whole Yasuo <laughs> Yone story is is main league canon. Um, but there are legends within that universe of the fox who leads souls to the afterlife. Um, and that that is... 
kind of side canon. Um, Ari acts as the gatekeeper in that canon to kind of ferry um, souls to the afterlife. She's kind of like the Charon, uh, you know, the the boatmaster mm. of the river Styx of, <laughs> of League of Legends. Um, but yeah, she leads people to where they need to go, which is either kind of the peaceful route, or if they get distracted by Thresh on the way there, then the route of vengeance, like Yone did. Oh. Mm. And when I did the Spirit Blossom event, I just fell in love with Thresh, but that didn't change my... Uh. <laughs> I flirted with Ari a lot, too. I was a real hoe in the Spirit Blossom event. You gotta. You gotta get them rewards. <laughs> Uh, so she's also part of the Star Guardian alternate universe. <laughs> so in this universe, she is the leader of a second group of Star Guardians. Um, basically, it, it launched with Lux as the leader of the Star Guardians. Um, the, the group that Ari is the leader of is a much more experienced group than Lux's. They kind of they have their shit together, whereas Lux's are disorganized and, and chaotic and new. Ari's group is very organized and regimented, um, but also very jaded. <laughs> okay. What a um, mood. <laughs> yeah. Uh, she is also part of the KDA universe, where she's the leader of the K-pop group. She started as a solo pop star. Oh my god, there's a backstory <laughs> yes. for her K-pop This is career? about where I yeah. noped out when I was reading that comic. I was like, <laughs> okay, I'm gonna stop at this point. Yeah, so she has a skin that's just pop star Ari, which Wait. was before she was part of the group. She was just a solo pop star. Oh my, they tied her pop star Ari yes, to the KDA lore. If you yeah. watch the first KDA music video, she's actually in the, when she's in the laundromat, she's washing her pop star outfit. Yeah, yeah. I had no idea. That, yeah. yeah, that skin is old. I forgot about that. It is. So her label wouldn't let her perform her own song, so she broke her contract and started KDA with Evelyn, who was also a solo artist and her friend. They then onboarded Kaisa, who's a dancer and their choreographer, and then they picked up Akali, who's their rapper, and then they recently collaborated with Seraphine, who reminded Ari of herself when she was starting out. Oh my god, I can't believe they have these these tie-ins. Yeah, <laughs> and they have a full comic series about KDA. It's oh, pretty interesting. I couldn't I believe it. I, I read through the like I read through the first one and I started skimming and I, I couldn't believe I not that it was a bad looking comic, but I was like, why? It seemed, it seemed like a very strange, I'll say, medium, like to say we're gonna do a comic about KDA, right? Am I wrong? It. I can see why they did it, um, because KDA is super popular. So I yeah. feel like any sure. additional content they can put out about it, like people are gonna eat up. Um, I wonder how popular it's been though, because I love KDA. I have the songs on repeat all the time. But I have yet to read any of the comics. I'm also curious. <laughs> Be, and they're also, I don't feel like they're pushed very much. I didn't even know they existed until Yeah, today. I think outside of the universe page, I don't think I had seen these posted anywhere either. It's interesting because I think non-league fans might pick up on them if they did want to push them around. I, I mean, I'm on Twitter a lot and my, audi my audience tends to be book people. I follow a lot of readers and writers. When... Um, my god the first kda song <laughs> oh pop stars thank you when pop stars came out it, it, even my book friends and and followers were posting about it because they really liked the song and it was bizarre as hell having my league world like league over into that one but people loved it people who who had never heard of league of legends so 
yeah, I don't know how, if they would, I don't know, try to get their, their weird <laughs> fucking fan fiction comics that they write. Now, did they do the same thing for The Baddest, or did that one not hit the same? That didn't hit the same, and more yeah. didn't either, the one that just came out. And I, I, I tweeted them and everything. <laughs> you did your part. <laughs> I did my part. I did what I could. I don't have a lot of followers, you know? <laughs> but I don't, and I don't know why. I really like pop stars, but I think the other two songs are just as good. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Hmm. 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 All right. So, what other weird alternate universes do we have? <laughs> the final alternate universe is the that she's weirdest. A part of is, I think is the weirdest. Um, yeah, it is the Academy Adventures universe, which is kind of it <laughs> seems like a a riff on like My Hero Academia, if I had to oh. guess. The only reason it's the weirdest, by the way, is because it's really the least weird. <laughs> it's the most normal. Yeah, it's a bunch <laughs> of league characters in in like a high school and other league characters are their teachers um and ari is the bitchy popular girl in this yeah. in this world and so is and darius is like the douchey jock guy it's funny because high school au's are so popular in the fan fiction world if you were to go right now and look at like some last airbender fan fiction you'd find a ton of high school au's just people love writing this stuff it's really funny i don't know why and I, I did enjoy, I did read through a bunch of the comics. I did enjoy some of them. They were pretty cute. Uh, but seeing seeing a bunch of the students, because it's not just the, you know, like uh, human type students that are apart. Like Velkaz goes to this school and um, Wait, Rexai goes to this school. Rexai <laughs> is dating uh, Malzahar. What? <laughs> it's... Does Rex still wild. look the same? Exactly the same, but she wears a bow. <laughs> oh my god, that's hilarious. But I yeah. watched her sex tape. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, you know, just a fun little alternate universe. Uh, I know they've got like who are the teachers, like Graves, Fiora, Mundo, Singed, um, mm-hmm. Heimerdinger. Vlad? Is Vlad in there? No, Vlad's a student. What? Yeah. 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 Vlad. Come on, man. I thought he was hot in his getup, and now I feel creepy. <laughs> thought he was a teacher. <laughs> Sorry. No, he only... looks like a million years old. How is he a student? Well, because he's a vampire. Well, he's not a vampire. He's a hemomancer. No, no. I don't know. They were like Twilight's big. We got to put this vampire in high school. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so there's comics for that, too, if you're ever interested. Those ones are actually... Um, content creators so they're like community content creators so riot had teamed up with a bunch of um community creators to kind of commission some work from them so those are all from the same artist who who did all of them but they actually did like a bunch of series of them so it's pretty cool imagine getting paid to do fan fiction no one ever paid my ass (laughs) gotta start doing league fan fiction i guess that's true I'm not an artist. You said, so. you said you wanted that that Rexai Malzahar sex tape. Write it. <laughs> I don't think that's surely the, that's what they're looking for. I don't think that's what they're looking for. It's gonna show up on their universe page. <laughs> no. Rexai gets wrecked. Side. Wow. Anywho. Cool. I hate cool. it. Continue. I'm cutting this last minute and a half out. <laughs> Don't. I, lo- I like the Academy Adventures. As you were talking about them, I went and started looking through them, and these are great. <laughs> <laughs> these so are way noped, better than the... You noped out of the KDA, but the Academy Adventures, those are good. Well, these are got much a, more consumable, back in. also. These are like a, like a little one-page things, and it's like, there it is. Perfect. Yeah, these are great. Yeah, they're, I like, yeah, they're I like very these. short. Yeah. That's funny. <laughs> All right. Any, any final mm-hmm. thoughts on Ari? 
Anything anybody um, wanted to touch on? I like. I think her gameplay. Just talking about that a little bit. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. More than age, more than like drawing comparisons to Aatrox. I think her gameplay is obviously more kind of looped into what she does. Uh, yes. You know, steals life with her passive, charms people. What more can you ask for? I suppose. Yeah, and I like that in we mentioned the cinematic she's in where it's kind of more combat related, and she does use kind of that charm and um, you know her other abilities in those cinematics pretty well. The charm doesn't read quite as well in the cinematics as you'd hope, but it's kind of a difficult thing to to do. I thought they did the best they could with <laughs> with what yeah, they had. But no, it makes sense. It 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 looks more like the lore and less like the game. I think. Yeah. In the cinematic, yeah. from what I remember, I haven't watched them in a while, but yeah. I was going to say, I mean, does she charm someone in the Wild Rift trailer? Which I loved. Probably my favorite Everybody Fights trailer in a while. I think it was great. But uh, does she charm someone in that? I would assume so, right? You know... It's like her thing. I don't remember her doing that. I know she does in the... um, New Dawn. The New Dawn. um, And I know that was like... I like the thought behind it, because she... You know, her pal Leona is looks like she's gonna die, so she charms and then runs away to get everyone to chase her. If you didn't know, that's what like if you weren't familiar with her move set, I could see you being very confused as to what happened because her eyes turned pink and she blew a heart and then she just ran the hell away. Uh, Did she but... even blow a heart? <laughs> like <laughs> that's the thing is, I, I really thought there was really like if we're talking about a new dawn. I always thought it was really lacking that there wasn't a really clear, you know, heart like in the game, but. I don't remember no. there being a heart, but now you've seen it more recently. Um, God, now I'm questioning everything. <laughs> I thought that it was like a wispy, like smoky. A You're kind of right. Yeah, heart. it's a little. Yeah, <laughs> maybe like I saw it as a heart because I knew it was supposed to be a heart. <laughs> <laughs> Just blowing some Gandalf smoke rings at him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I I don't remember her charming anyone. Um, but. There was a lot going on in the the wild drift. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> God, I yeah. want to rewatch that again. Yeah, I'm gonna have to too. So good. Yeah, one thing I thought was interesting because I looked a little bit into the the Camino lore just because you know I know that was that, I mean when she was originally made they were like we're gonna take this idea and that's just the champion we're just gonna do that <laughs> which is how they tended to be a lot more I think back in the day am I right that they would just kind of yeah. be used to set them up you know it's just something that's very like. Just you know, get it in there. Um, but get that sad moment rolling because they were releasing like one champion every like week or two. Like a week so. or two weeks, <laughs> you know, that was crazy. They uh, they didn't right. have the time, and they had like a team of like three people. You know, they they did what they had to. <laughs> hey, I'm not I'm not hating. You know, they, I think they've done a great job taking some of those things and really making them fit much more, being more. You know, not an Arnold Schwarzenegger impression, right? <laughs> hey, take that back. <laughs> we'll, we'll get to that. We'll get to that when we get to sign, I suppose. But, um, but so something that I thought was interesting is they talk about how uh, Camino have this uh, this bead. Um, I'm not going to try and say it, but it, it it translates to Fox Marvel, Fox Bead, um, and it supposedly like consists of of knowledge. And the idea is that when they take your essence, lots of times they'll kiss you, kiss the bead into your mouth, and then they'll tongue it back, they'll French it back out, um, oh. and that's also your essence. But if you can swallow it, you can absorb it. It and then you'll get, you know, I think they described it as um, near supernatural powers from like observing things. Oh, but damn. I was like, oh, 
that's like her cue because she throws it out and pulls it back and she can be stealing the essence with it when the passive stacked. I thought that was a, like someone obviously was like, let's do that shit. Make someone sure that gets in there. stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, yeah, I like it when they can tie it to the champion so much, and then they don't have to rework the champion like poor Aatrox. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that's what I liked a lot about the Wukong on release too. Was like I was already a fan of kind of the Wukong lore, and then seeing him get some of his cool Wukong shit, <laughs> and the champion was nice. <laughs> the yeah. champion was nice. <laughs> champion was nice. You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> I thought that I was listening because I listened to the quotes because she does not have that much. <laughs> and once I got done listening to all the dying sounds uh, <laughs> on repeat, on re- yeah, all four playing at I'll, once. I'll be in my bunk. <laughs> Took about two minutes, right? I have for- I have forgotten how uh, how mo- like malevolent she is. Like she comes across like really evil, like kind of like Evelyn almost. Does that sound like yeah? Like very malicious and nefarious in those quotes. It like maybe young. My best guess was like, oh, this is like young Ari, and this is like when she was like really into stealing essences and shit. Yeah, it sounds like that might be right, and that would make sense. Yeah, especially if they never redid her voiceover after changing her lore, Mm because I know they they did make it kind of a more specific point in the new lore that she really started to feel remorse for what she was doing, and it was more just she was losing power if she didn't do it so she kind of had to um so yeah if if they never re-recorded the voice lines i could definitely see it just being like i fucking love drinking people (laughs) that's a direct ari quote right there (laughs) i think that's exactly it because she's got all about 10 quotes and we were talking like about atrox having novels ari's got oh my god when we get to a new champion anything that's come out in the last like two years they have so interactions many. with like every related champion it's crazy yeah or even unrelated champions it's just yeah. like one-liners <laughs> uh. which i have been playing league since 2011 i have never ever encountered a champion specific interaction line in game because i just never I never do whatever, like, I don't taunt or, like, do anything that's required to actually get those lines. And it, I kind of feel bad because I feel like there's just so much work put into these champion-specific interactions that I have just never encountered. But, yeah, in in my nine years of playing, not a single champion-specific line. I mean, we play Zyra Rakan together, and they have specific lines. You've never heard those? Okay, that's true. <laughs> that is the one exception. Just because they do it without you having to taunt. They just do it all the time. Yeah, if they're... Like, yeah. all their quotes just have to do with kind of, yeah. like, each other. Mm-hmm. If they're in the... Is it when they're just in the game together, or if they're near each other? I think just in Probably the game near. together. I, wow, I you both near. gave me a different they're, answer. They, they can do that Well, I guess shit. if they're on separate teams, you probably wouldn't get it. So, That'd yeah, be it's awkward. probably just near each other. <laughs> <laughs> I changed my mind. I agree with Mark. <laughs> <laughs> well, they probably... I bet you they even have quotes for when they're on the, the opposite team. I mean, they have... Man, some of those... They have, they, they get really... I was going to say, you can just go check the league wiki. They'll have it all listed out there, I tell you. But uh, Yeah, so you league wiki editors. You're goddamn heroes. <laughs> Man, let me tell you. I think that's going to do it for uh, our discussion on the Nine-Tailed Fox, Ari. Thank you so much for listening. John and I do another podcast where we watch the highest-rated movie and the lowest-rated movie in a franchise called A Series of Unfortunate Sequels, so you can check that out if that sounds interesting. It's fun. It is fun. (laughs) Um, I'm biased. You might be a little biased, honey. (laughs) 
But join us next week when we talk about, I think, one of John's favorite champions, the rogue assassin Akali. Akali.